Hey, welcome to Fresh Meat, um, the Manifest podcast, which is a meeting of minds around the freshest topics affecting our industry right now. Um, and let's face it, uh, there's only one topic affecting us right now, uh, which is how John Brown keeps his beard in good shape. Um, mm-hmm. But also um, the, the coronavirus crisis um, that we're all facing, not just in the communications industry, but across every industry and just in general, really. So I've got with us here some of the uh, the greatest minds that marketing ever spat out. Um, we've got Stephen Waddington, um, MD at um, Metia, um, and visiting professor at well, there you go, um, and visiting professor at Newcastle University as well. I hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Professor yeah. Waddington, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call you Professor Waddington throughout this now. Um, and and Mandy Sharp, the founder and CEO at Tin Man Communications, which is a multi-award winning creative comms agency, super creative shop. Um, and then John Brown, um, founder and CEO at Don't Cry Wolf, um, an independent agency, one of the, um, the first B Corp businesses in our field, I think. Um, and generally um, a, a good opinionster, I would say. So a great, great crowd. Gobshite, I think is the word we use. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was trying to be polite because I'm officially being a host today. So I should also apologize for those who subscribe to Fresh Meat that Julian isn't hosting today. His dulcet tones are required on a conference call somewhere um, about um, a crisis, probably not um, unrelated to what we're going to discuss today, to be honest. Um, But yeah, he'll be back for the next edition, no doubt. Um, So cool. I thought I'd start off by just asking how we all are. What's going on? I'm knackered. I'm absolutely (laughs) knackered. It's been a week, hasn't it? It has. It has. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's been a week. How are you guys all doing? I, I'm just mentally and physically exhausted by the relentlessness of it. Hmm. I think mean, yeah, it's a fair summary, mate. Um, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, how, how, what's the best way of sort of describing how I'm feeling? And there's a bottle of 24-year-old whiskey by my desk. Uh, and uh, please be our client. Love that. Oh really? really? Yeah, yeah. Really I, I love this stuff. Uh, so that's how I'm feeling because there's that. That's like at any point in time, it's been an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. There's some like every win is such a fucking important win, and every loss is such an important loss at this stage. So it's just usually you're kind of quite level level playing throughout the whole thing, and mm. you know you take the hits and you take the bumps and what have you. But now everything just seems so almost a, you know 100 percent more important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think we were saying briefly before that the kind of beginning of the week, it's amazing how different I feel now and how my team feels now within the space of four days or five days than we did at the beginning when all this kind of you know everyone started working from home and the isolation began and all the kind of drama started. And it's actually amazing to see how resilient people are. Um, and how quickly we can adapt because you know you feel like it's almost like the end of the world what the hell is going to happen to my business my life my you know the kids the, the whole thing from going to kind of now I'm like it'll be fine it will actually be mm. fine you know you yeah. go full circle very quickly yeah yeah I know I know some of you uh, I know John's business was completely set up to be um, virtual and albeit out of physical office as well and I, I don't know about you Alex um, um, but our business is um, 
our business, we've completely gone from having a physical office to everyone going into the office day in, day out, um, to to being totally distributed up and down the country. Is that why? Is that your experience as well, Mandy? Have you gone from physical office? To yeah, everything? yeah, and I think, and I think, yeah, totally physical, buzzy, creative environment, full of people, full of clients, phones ringing, to literally total isolation, like overnight. So yeah. we've got you know people who are on their own in, in flats all up and houses all over the country, um, and it's it's really isolating for them. And it, as you, I think you said before, it's the indefinite element of it, um, yeah. and it's just the not knowing how long you know they're going to be sitting there on their own, and they don't want to be with their their parents. They don't want to move home in case you know they affect them, etc. So I think you know the whole isolation thing has taken some adjusting. Um, but again, I, I've been I've been amazed at how quickly the kind of just the tone of the team and you know the attitudes have have dealt with it. You know, it's, yeah. it's a big change for my team. You know, it's thirty people together every day, um, and they're doing you know everything from having virtual lunches together and tea breaks to brainstorms to pitching. You know, to creds to I think they're, they're doing at the moment at two thirty every day. We're doing. Um, like a mindful meditation with everyone because just to stop people mm. freaking out, you know, like amazing stuff. We're doing a pub quizzes virtually with partners, you know, everyone's gone really kind of big on just keeping connected and keeping yeah. the culture going and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's amazing. exactly right. You know, the, the, it's been amazing seeing the, the team kind of galvanize around each other and sort of do some of this stuff. But I think you can't replicate spontaneity no. and spontaneous yeah. like whether it's kind of the 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 sort of the you know the, the, the random office banter that takes place around something or a creative idea that just goes from one to another and buzzes mm. off and creates this sort of amazing sort of atmosphere yeah. no matter how many kind of interaction points you put in place I think that's the thing that we're finding slightly killer right now is you know like 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 you Andy we, we've uh, the team have done ridiculous stuff, you know, hit workouts, virtual hit workouts at four thirty pm. Yeah, the stuff that we wouldn't do in the office, like yeah. that type of, you know, yeah. um, we we had our first, uh, you know, six pm drinks last night where we, you know, had oh, a pub atmosphere nice. over Zoom and stuff like that. Now mm. we did all of that type of stuff, and and actually, whilst it was great, and everyone sort of felt, yeah, it was great to see everybody, and every morning we all get together on Zoom and we, you know, work out what what we're going to be doing for the day and check in on each other. Mm. It's the spontaneity, and that, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. that is the thing which is which I'm most nervous of because that is the stuff which is like actually I've got this ridiculous idea. Yes, you can stick it on Slack. Yeah. We've got try we try and get everything in place for that, but it, I don't know. There's that secret sauce that happens when someone else sort of barks something at someone else, and it it, it all totally. kind of snowballs into a good idea. Yeah, someone hearing it in the background, um, and That's and it. and just picking up the conversation at the kettle. Like I think yeah. Yeah, from, from our point of view, we're a bit like you, John, in that we're really well equipped for, for remote working, um, mainly because of the global offices. So we've always had tried to join our culture up across those. So actually, technically and operationally, it's not been that much of a, a wrench for us. But actually, culturally, we have noticed a big difference. The reason why we still have an office. Um, but, yeah. you know, much like much like you said, Mandy, we've also been surprised with, you know, how much people can introduce. So. For example, every lunchtime, everyone has lunch together um, and in, in the UK and the Stockholm and the New York offices, but they do like a MTV Cribs um, and each day a person's nominated to show someone around their house. Mm. Um, 
and I think, yeah we and we've had like a hit work hit class as well and like I think that's been really nice to see but it's mm. odd because it's this weird combination I think of um the situation forcing us to be remote workers but also this like wartime mentality of needing community more than ever and mm. being dislodged from it um mm, yeah. so it feels like there's um it's probably the best case scenario for everyone going remote. There's certainly no one who's going off the grid. Everyone's desperate for more and more contact. So it's been good in that we've had, you know, that kind of, that kind of glue. But I think that's the odd elephant in the room is that everyone's shitting themselves for all different kinds of reasons, you know? Um, And it's quite an intense and anxiety driven atmosphere. And I think as a business owner, it's like, where does my responsibility lie a lot of the time, you know? So like with the health, of course, and physical health of um, of a um, of the team, but also the mental health um, of the team and the commercial health of the business. You know, yeah. it's like three things that are constantly up in the air and juggling, and three plates to spin um, that have plates underneath them and underneath that. So it's yeah. tricky. It is. Yeah, I mean, go on, go on Mandy. No, I was going to say, I just think also it's. I do find everything takes longer. So, you know, you're working on, say, a presentation or a pitch, and we were doing it this morning, and I just, I just want to just call over the desk and go, can you just change that slide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. be bothered to have to write an yeah. email or a message yeah. or whatever. You know, everything, everything takes longer, and I think it forces you, or people like me, who are not naturally super organised, to have to mm. be really organised, whereas yeah. I would like in the office, go, you know that deck, I read it last night quickly, this is the kind of thing I want, da 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 da, da. I could verbalise yeah. in five seconds, they know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's often done, and now I've got another email about another, you know. So I think in that respect, to your point, I think John, you know, I'm I'm concerned at how long everything will take on that front yeah. when you're working in teams on certain projects. Um, but it is, you know, it is what it is. So we'll have to. Do I think they, and and that's what you know. The the, the the Alex, your thing, you know, as business owners, what you worry about, well, first, fucking staying in business, right, and keeping yeah, people. Yeah. Um, in, in employees, you know, there's no ways about it. We've taken a hit, and you know, we had a big client leave us. Well, go on hold, which is the same as leave us. Um, you know, we've had two projects stop. We've had uh, one project start on the Monday and end on the Tuesday because they were like, "Look, can you?" And and what can we do? We're not going to turn around to them and go, "No, no, you signed this piece of paper." So we we think we should get paid over and above your staff. You know, we have, we have to have some sort of empathy there yeah. for them as well. So. You know, my number one priority is like stay in business and keep in business. So a lot of, a lot of, you know, I'm using big words I never thought I'd use. It's like you know, business continuity planning and shit like that. You know, that's just mm-hmm. that's part and parcel of this. Yeah. Um, which on the one one hand I'm learning a shitload of, but on the other hand, it's scary as hell. But then also we're in a honeymoon period, and that sounds ridiculous, but we we are massively in this honeymoon period. Yeah, everyone wants to get involved with these you know, in, in these sort of online meetups and stuff like that. But we're in week one of very loose restriction. You know, how is this going to look like in week 11? You know, I have... Like, that's you think, we're in, for, you think of, we're in for three months, John? I think bare minimum, mate, is 12, yeah, 12, same. 12 weeks, right? Bare, hmm. where bare minimum is 12, 12 weeks. I mean, just, just looking at the, the state of comparable countries, um, you know, it's... Italy, no matter how much we kind of convince ourselves that we're British and we do things differently, you know, had a fairly well-run healthcare system and a pretty good sort of services industry that was still taking place alongside, a, obviously, a very well-managed hospitality and tourism industry. 
and they are going. I mean, they're, they're not even. They don't even feel as though that they're at their peak. You know, no matter yeah, what yeah. the stats are saying, they're still rising. And that's a fair fair few weeks into that into that situation. So you know, we're in honeymoon period. How we how resilient we are in week twelve, I don't know. Mentally yeah. and sort of you know as a team. I think there's um, there's a bit of a blend of that though. I think we're absolutely in a honeymoon period in the sense of everyone's still taking stock, but I think and and you know enjoying working remotely to some extent and that sort of wartime yeah. spirit. Um, I agree with you that we've not reached anywhere near the peak, but I also think that from a communication standpoint, everyone is like stop because we don't know what's going to happen. I think hopefully as the weeks pass, people will at least know whether it's on or off. I mean, obviously most of the time project wise it's off. I think the experience we've seen is our project income has gone through the floor. No one's going to do a campaign launch now. Um, But actually we've got, you know, big work to do for a lot of the people who are hit hardest by this because communications is a huge part of it. Um, But I think, I've seen around me as well. There's a lot of people who are trying to have conversations, agency founders trying to have conversations with other people to just find out if if it's just them. And is it really this hard this quickly? Um, I don't know if like actually it hits the hardest when it's the most surprising in the speed of it. And that although it might yeah. be a honeymoon period from a business standpoint, um, culturally, I think commercially, there's a f- bunch of people for whom this has hit fast and hard. Especially yeah, if they're a travel true. sector specialist, yeah, 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 you know, and things like yeah. that, where where actually it's like you've had one client. There's a lot of people. All of their clients have asked to go on hold, and it's like, well, what do you do at that point? You know, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, also the freelance creative, you know, the creative market is made up of a lot of freelance talent, and you know, yeah. that's the first to go, isn't it? Totally. And yeah, you're seeing that completely obliterated. Um, totally. You know, well, it's, it, it's almost like I'm. I'm hoping the government are going to step in, um, um, in the next few days to to put in some provision um, because they're gonna. They they absolutely need to. I mean, you know, we're, mm. we if we're talking about a twelve week lockdown where people haven't got. Sorry, this is speculation, and we shouldn't speculate, should we? But if we're talking about an extended period of lockdown uh, with a large number of unemployment, um, you know, the social implications of that and to the fabric of society could just, you know, yeah. doesn't bear thinking about, does it? So, you know, yeah, we're in a honeymoon period. God, though, it's, you, you hate to think what's going to come next. And it, we need wholesale government intervention, I think, at this stage. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, the government went ahead and effectively closed down large sectors of of, of, of the economy through, um, you know, through um, restricting bars, clubs, events, and, and such like, and hasn't thought at all about the consequences of, you know. Uh, uh, well, that's just, I mean, that, that's you know, that was one thing which I just found so staggering, and then you know, even if you just look at it from a purely sort of comms perspective. You know, on the one hand, the government is sort of um, rolling out the line around behavioural science and mental well-being um, being a huge factor in terms of when they're going to, you know, bring in next phases. And on the other hand, they're not considering the factor of putting the entire burden of the UK economy on the shoulders of the public by not actually mm-hmm. taking decisive kind mm-hmm. of measure. So, you know, essentially saying, well, you, you know, that lovely indie cafe that you that you really love so much down down your your high street. It's up to you whether you want to keep it in business or keep yourself yeah. healthy. We're not going to make that decision for you. Fuck, that's a huge amount of response. I've got you know on top of everything else, kids, mm-hmm. family, 
and in, um, business and stuff like that. Now you're asking me to decide whether I should keep another organization open or not. And I think yeah. that was a real miscalculation. And, and people are starting to kind of be done with the platitudes, you know, be done with the yeah. sort of like, here's 350 billion. Like, okay, yeah, like where, man? Yeah, you know, where? Where is that 350 billion? For who? You know, what does is, what is key workers look like? And there's been, been, an avo- there's been a, a, a sort of tacit avoidance of liability as well. I think there's been a lot of things that haven't been mandated so that you're not, re- the government's not responsible. Like, they totally. mandate the closing of bars so that you can't claim against insurance, so insurance companies can't claim against the government. Like there's there's no paper trail. It's like actually we just advise it, which is why I just I walked my daughter to school today for the last day. I went past the Weatherspoons packed out with about fifty pensioners having breakfast. You're joking. No. Nope. That odious just, prick was on was on um, uh, BBC today, bang on about how, in, according to you know Tim Martin, the well-known virologist, apparently you know <laughs> that his his um, that people don't get infected in pubs. Like that's that's his that's his standpoint, and this is, and oh, this is yeah. a staggering thing right now. <laughs> you know, this is this is where we are, which which we have got. And 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 what I found fascinating is that there's a proportion of my mates who immediately started sharing that on Facebook, going, "I believe Tim Martin," and <laughs> and and that is that is where we are. We we are you know a guy who has zero credentials, but a pub and a vested interest in keeping people in pubs trump the uh, experts and science science that that is, that is out there. And so, they, so what you have, you have a bunch of people who loved Tim Martin during all of his Brexit announcement, flock to his pub to have yeah. breakfast. So, so I mean, staggering. So yeah, we we had Stanley Johnson out on on the uh, breakfast telly as well, didn't we? One day this week, Wednesday or Thursday, I think, saying uh, he was going to ignore his son's advice and head to the pub anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah, another example. Yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of like those businesses, then so obviously like Tim Martin being shamefully self-interested. Um, what's the uh, what are the brands um, that are going to be impacted the most, and who's 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 done a good job in in going out with the proactive communications at this point in time, helping you know have a have a positive impact on the lives of their customers? Really, is there anyone who's who's managed to nail that yet? There are quite a few good brands that are doing this, um, but all of them are doing various things. And I think the ones that are doing it authentically are winning. So that are just genuinely just doing good stuff. Um, and my team have been quite obsessed with this. They've been sending around various stuff um, that they've been impressed with. And, you know, like travel um, brands like the Marriott, Travel Lodge, etc. They're all making beds available, giving them to the NHS, etc. Co-op, did you hear? I don't know if anyone saw what the Co-op did, mm. um, creating mm. five thousand jobs for people being made redundant. Redundant during the next few months. There's quite a lot. The National Trust making all their parks free. Yeah, you're supposed to be out, but you know, if people do want to go out and walk very separately to each other. Um, I think Heinz are committing to providing 12 million meals to vulnerable children. You know, there there are a lot of brands that are doing genuine good stuff. Um, I think it's just how how they market it now. You know, there's a balance Mm. of tone with, you know, as we've discussed, the kind of overselling and being kind of bad taste to actually just doing something decent. Um, Yeah, I think that's what we're sort of advising our clients if they're if it's appropriate um and they're in the right mindset and if they can genuinely help because of whatever product or service they are then they should be doing something if they can um yeah. i think what i find in, what i find interesting though is, is actually 
the outrage economy on social media, which which I've spoken about before on on this and other podcasts as well, is sort of there, but it's also being suppressed a little bit by the the mainstream attitudes at the moment. Like I think the co-op, for example, were reprimanded by a a, a decent sized minority of people who say, well, what happens to the, when um, you know when you don't have this peak of requirement and the jobs aren't permanent anymore? Are you going to keep them on then? It's like okay, co-op are trying to provide a temporary solution for these people, but actually mm. then to immediately oppress them with a, an obligatory, like mm. you should make sure it's a permanent job, then it's just going to discourage other businesses from doing the same thing. And yeah. I saw, um, I mean, I've probably played a bit of a role in making BrewDog a polarizing brand, but when they said <laughs> they were going to start producing, um, you know, a hand sanitizer um, for free for health centers and, and hospitals, with their distillery, the there was a huge proportion. Of the internet said, "Why have you put your brand on it?" And it's a bit like, well, because it's our because we're producing it. You know, is is at what point does the altruism have to stop before you're able to congratulate it? Do you know what I mean? Is it does everyone just have to be a saint? Um, mm. and, I, and I feel like um, that though those voices they exist, but there were maybe a few weeks ago, if not in this crisis, would have been the loudest voice. Whereas now I feel actually there is the silent majority of people who would have stayed quiet when those critics were vocal are now actually supporting and pushing back and saying, no, this is a good thing. And I think actually we might see a bit of a tectonic shift in, in the culture of social media and the mm. negative way it's gone. Um, and actually, you know, therefore mitigating some of the risk for brands doing more adventurous things in that space. I don't know. But I mean, that's just trying to find some silver linings, I guess. But mm. certainly for me, I think the brands that are doing good are being celebrated um, and by people who don't normally share stuff online. Mm. Uh, certainly and I've I seen think, that on Facebook and Twitter anyway. I think there's, there's, there has to, I mean, we've kind of got this sort of very loose criteria, which is sort of judging whether something is either extremely useful. So, you know, jobs are useful. Hand sanitizer is, is, is useful. Um, you know, having open spaces that are more accessible now to, to, to the public is useful, or having something that is entertaining, because mm. I think those are the two areas which brands could operate in right now, which is either do something that is useful and perhaps you know you need to put some investment, or you've got perhaps we certainly put some investment behind it and and execute it in, in the in the right sort of way, or can you make someone just fucking think about something else for five minutes? Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you're able, if you're capable of doing that. If you're capable of creating a moment where it just feels like actually I can slow down for a cut, but just for a moment, enjoy something, engage with it, and you know have a little bit of a kind of yeah, just a kind of a moment of entertainment um, that isn't a you know Netflix documentary or something. You know, I think that there's there's appetite for that as well. You know, um, do you do you think then, John, just to pick that up? Do you think there's an opportunity for brands? to actually say, okay, we're going to continue producing creative content. I hate the content words, but it's there. There you go, put it out there. So do you think that, that campaigns are something that can happen in this kind of a environment? Or do you think that actually trying to distract or entertain or provide an alternative viewpoint um, or, or theme is something that brands can do right now? I think so I think John John's filter there of of what did you say John public information uh, so something being, useful or something entertaining useful and entertaining is is, yeah. is really good filter actually um, 
I mean, part of it, but aside from anything else at the moment, from an earned media perspective, you're not going to get any bit of the attention anyway, are you? Uh, for anything other than stuff related to this crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think I, I worry that the, the word campaign suggests a sort of a long term thing, which is why I've sort of stopped you. I'm trying to stop you. Yeah. That, yeah. Because it suggests the kind of, you know, well, we're going to do this first and then the stage two is this and then stage three is that. And then, you know, and this is how it all culminates. So actually, I think the the opportunity is brands to be very agile. Like, what can we do in the next forty eight hours that would make a difference? Like, that would, that would put a smile on someone someone's face or make someone's life, you know, mm. a, 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 an inch better. Like, what mm. what could we do in forty eight hours to do that? And let's just do it. Let's just put it out there because you know what? Otherwise, we're all just going to sit here and fucking curl up into a ball and wait until Boris Johnson <laughs> announces that we've all passed away, and that's that's just going to you know and that, 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 and i'm not prepared for that i think that's it there's there's i agree i think that there's an element of fighting back right and just saying actually this isn't going to kill off everything everything from sense of humor through to whatever feels like your sort of human instinct and human rights to some extent but i think it's such a challenge though to advise brands on what to do when they're saying okay well should we just carry on with this thing that was a bit of fun um it's like well probably not um, no. but <laughs> you know but actually you know is the, if i think it's a really good filter to say is this you know in this current context improving the lives of the audience um yeah. you know then i think it's absolutely something that that should be done and communicating that shouldn't be something you feel guilty about i know there are brands that are helping um nhs workers for example that don't want to promote it um because they don't want to look like they're doing it for the promotion but nhs workers need to know about it <laughs> So, yeah. you know, there's definitely a role for agencies to play, I think, there in making sure that you're focused on the objective and not the risks. Um, mm. You know, that someone, yes, might criticize you for promoting it, but as long as you can say that, well, otherwise no one's going to use it and you're not going to have that positive impact, then that's really what we do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, as agencies, I think... Like we have to, we have to be pragmatic about it as well, right? I think the, the what we're talking about are for brands that have the necessary resources to know. Well, at least you know we can keep our team in employment and what have you. Like for any brand that came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, I've got, I want to do forty-eight. I want to come up with an idea in forty-eight hours and launch it to the world, but I'm also going to lay off half my staff." I'd say, "Hey, you know, least, yeah. don't worry yeah. about the money. Spending the money on the idea in forty-eight hours. Maybe keep a few more people employed that way." So I think. Mm. So I think there's a sort of, and this is where the sort of it starts. The feed field starts narrowing a touch, which is okay. Which which brands are firstly stable enough to actually keep people employed, keep their own organisation going, and 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 even actually deal with an uptick in you know demand, for example. Um, mm. Okay, well that 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 that's important. Now, are they at a point where they're only able to do that by? reducing everything else but they're still keeping employed okay well now that's that portion of that's a tiny tinier portion of the market now you can perhaps have a discussion around what they can do creatively over the next coming days so i think i don't want a message to be hey if you're any old brand don't worry about it fire half your workforce and do something fun with a pr mm. agency like you keep keep people employed first and what so what's the longer term impact like mandy from your perspective when regardless of when um uh like this this thing stops i mean like hopefully you know we'll start to get to some areas of normalcy you know between three and four months time maybe 
Um, at what point, you know, what, what's the different context at the back end of this for brands? Like, you know, how, are, how is our industry and, you know, the role that we play as well going to be impacted on, on the, uh, the other side of the hill? I, I just think we're going to have a crazy end of the year. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't believe how many briefs we've had in the last week. Really? It's really weird. Really? Yeah, yeah, genuinely. We've had... What yeah, format are we on? Yeah, come on. Yeah, share the wealth, come on. We have so one in Give us two <laughs> each, Mandy, two <laughs> each on this call. That was some scraps, Mandy. <laughs> 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 two boys. Um, I, d- I don't know how real they they are in terms of actually anything yeah. actually happening that's the truth you know they're, they're and i'm talking to them and i'm saying yep yeah, this is you know what we could do and i'm thinking but when do you think about doing this stuff you know yeah. so mm-hmm. i think the brands that had or were already about to do a brief of some sort and it was really imminent are going kind of doing it anyway um i think we've also got the same thing where we've got big travel client our business as usual stuff carries on, but our big campaigns is all the creative, big consumer, nice stuff stopping. Um, but I think most of the clients that we've spoken to, most of the new business stuff that's coming in is talking to us, you know, in terms of, so we want to start planning it, but obviously we're not going to activate till after this. And I think most people are thinking three months. Mm-hmm. So just in terms of the words that they're using and the kind of terminology and timings, they're all sort of saying, you know, around sort of quarter four and mid quarter three, quarter four stuff, we're looking to activate this, that and the other. Um, No one actually knows, but I think that's the mindset. Mm. But I have been really surprised at the new business stuff that's come through this week. It's, Mm. It's bizarre. I mean, not that we've, as I said, not that we've won any of it or anything like that yet. It's just these people calling to for creds and stuff and i'm thinking right. oh, mm. that's mad um so it's sort of it's sort of a normal time of year for that isn't it because we've had a few but, briefs coming through but i've been just been taking it with a pinch of salt but exactly. like it's that time of year isn't it where people have the financial year starting you know from april yeah. 1st where they're just like okay well we've got a fresh budget now we want to put a brief out um and yeah. it's like people are just sort of okay well we're just going to carry on with that but we've no yeah. idea if that's going to be the case for the rest of it. But I guess there'll be a bunch of brands who are looking to get their annual sales out of Q2, Q3 and Q4, right? So I think they're just but, wiping out the next few months. Yeah. And, right, we've got yeah. business as usual. Ignore the next few months. There's nothing going to happen. We need to go big in the summer. And I think most agencies will see a, a humongous shift, so much so that I reckon mm-hmm. staff-wise, we're not going to be, we'll be like crazy. Because also everyone's going to have holiday. Because it's summer, yeah. so people uh, yeah. holiday. You can't not have. And they've not been holiday. able to go on holiday if they had the holiday booked in the spring. So exactly. So yeah. they're going to have like, oh, it's it's. I think it's going to be mad either way. It's going to be horrible over the next few months, and it's going to be craziness when we when it's over, and all the brands are like, shit, we need to get going. We need to start doing stuff now. Um, yeah. I'm talking about obviously big brands that have survived three months of kind of no income and money. So I think that's it. It's like, it's a cash flow issue, isn't it? It's like both for agencies and for brands. It's like, it's all very well saying that there's going to be an upside that matches the dip, but it, because it's not a dip anyone's been prepared for, like I'll be completely candid. I'll say if this happened to us this time last year, I don't think we'd survive. Um, right. If, you know, if, if the worst case scenario happens from our point of view, um, mm. whereas, um, you know, we've spent a year making sure that, 
where you know we've been building foundations and growing up a lot as a business but i think we've been very fast growth luckily since we started but that generally means you don't have a huge cost pot because you are a huge sort of cash pot that you you're sitting on because you've been investing it reinvesting it in the business to keep growing yeah. and meeting yeah. demand so you know yeah. we're only just getting to that scale where we're able to start being more pragmatic about that and thank fuck you know yeah i think yeah. um if, if we hadn't yeah. been and um, we'd be we'd be shitting it a lot more than now sorry i'm swearing a lot i generally do that anyway but shouldn't be on a podcast but who cares um <laughs> but uh but like yeah, yeah for, for me i feel like there's a lot of businesses who are probably you know you can't really reprimand someone for not preparing for a you know international pandemic from nowhere and um, yeah. i mean i think yeah, everyone yeah. will now have a pandemic fund there. yeah how many how many even from a crisis comms point of view how many uh uh, pan, international pandemic in a risk register about yeah. hardly any organization did yeah no. totally 100 i mean so you know we're we're uh you know fairly brand new organization and i think we're lucky in a, in a sense because our cost base is fairly low and we're fairly agile and mm. uh you know can move in make make quite swift decisions we don't have any debt you know, we've we've kind of in a in a fast actually in a, in a uh, perhaps in a more privileged and, and I'm very thankful for this position than what some of the larger organisations are who have got a, a some of them a master to kind of knock on their door going well we still want dividends profit and you're going to do X yeah, Y yeah. and Z um, or you know in worst case sort of load, loaded with debt because they've just been on a huge sort of expansion plan and program and acquisition trail and things like that you know so i think everyone has their own risks to mitigate against and has their own sort of situation which they're in i think it's trying to approach it with as much empathy as possible number one um because there's you know, genuine people and mouths to feed involved in, in in all of this um but then having a kind of i don't know i mean i'll tell you what guys if we fucking emerge from this uh uh, on, on, in December, I uh, I'm going to write a book about an MBA or something, a new MBA, like the MBA that needs to be done in pandemic situations. Because the amount of shit I'm learning about how to run a business is yeah. extraordinary during this. Yeah, I don't. So, so what? I think one of the things, just an interesting cultural thing in this shift to to becoming completely virtual as an organisation, I found this is, and and because I guess of the pressures of the situation, uh, I've become dis, found decision making much much easier. Um, I have you know, too, actually. It's just yeah. like, uh, and and then you communicate it immediately. You know, there's no committees exactly. or, or or you know cascades. It's just right. This is what we're doing. Let's get on with it. There's that permission to be decisive, you know, that quite often you, you, it, it's difficult to be, you know, objective and decisive in the moment when surrounded by, you know, a context that is emotional. Um, mm. But there's something about not just being remote, but I think more so being in a crisis that means you have yeah. to decide fast and you have to mm. decide based on objective criteria and you have to move forward. So we've been, you know, touch wood, very lucky that we've been, you know, we've been able to avoid any any super difficult decisions so far but i mean you never say never because you don't know how this thing's going to pan out right so mm, totally. um you know i i think uh, it's never it's never good to be able to do that but there's almost an enjoyment of the freedom of decision making that, that mm. you know there's progress is the imperative for everyone like no one's mm. happy to sit at an impasse for a few days everyone wants totally. to know what the decision is and move on 
Um, and that's, mm. that, that is definitely um, something to learn from, from a management standpoint, and how do we engender that more often when we need to? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, if that's one of the sort of the silver linings, let's end the conversation around, okay, well, what actually can we take from this as an industry? You know, what are the silver linings, if any? Um, obviously not from a health standpoint, but much more from an industry standpoint that we might have learned or that we think the industry is going to benefit from in the long term. And uh, once this is all, do you remember when that pandemic happened? Um, I, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I have been absolutely overwhelmed at how the industry has wrapped its arms around each other. And mm. I mean that, like, mm. I know we're all yeah, come across same. as, you know, we're such a ruthless bunch of competitive arseholes and we're all pitching in the same room and, and, and all this type of jazz. Actually, I have never been more included in conversations, in Slack channels, in WhatsApp groups, in a sort of like this kind of insatiable need to go, right, are we all in this together? We're in this together. Let's work out how we're going to move forward. And I really hope that that carries on. So I think it's yeah, a very, very, very powerful community. I think man, that's a point Mandy made earlier, isn't it? That, that you know, that we're, we're socially isolated, but we want social engagement. And I think that's an, exactly a feature of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mandy, any silver linings for you? Um, I think silver linings are things like, as agency owners, you become much better at your commercials. Like when you were saying, if it was a year ago, you might have been screwed. Whereas now you kind of, you've got all your commercials much better organized your cash flow or whatever mm. because i think you know we will be looking at cash flow finances every every few days every every week monitoring it seeing what's you know because yeah. you've got to be all over that shit you know your yeah, invoicing, totally. like just the bare basic stuff the invoicing the getting paid on time all that kind of stuff i mean i'm neurotic about it anyway but you know a, a lot of businesses aren't like that and it really makes you realize mm. that you know, you've got to be paid on time and you've got to have the money in the bank and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You've got to have backup. Um, but, you know, still, I still don't know what's going to happen. You know, we, we, you base all, you know, you base your forecast now on what you've got and you hope that nothing else is going to drop out, you know, whereas normally you're basing it on likely pitches, loads of other variables, which you just can't include. So I think being really all over your commercials is a big lesson. Um, mm. And resilience, yeah. I'm just, you know, like what you guys are saying, I've been like totally overwhelmed by the power of people, really, and the community and all of that stuff. The same thing, you know, mm. people reaching out, how are you feeling, are you the same, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I generally actually think PR is quite a nice bunch. I've mm. Generally, my experience is, you know, the people we pitch against all the time and the people I know are all very supportive. They've always been really supportive to, to me, and I think they are quite... And not, I think we are a nice bunch. I mean, we deal with people all day long. We are competitive, um, but I do feel like when it comes to things like this, people do want to support each other, and everyone wants to know Absolutely. that everyone's feeling the same. Um, yeah. and we are, aren't we? We're all we're all in the same boat at the end of the day. So definitely, I think that one of the macro impacts as well for me is that uh, as I agree with everything you've just said about agency world, I think um, you know it has shown the best side of it all. But I think also there's an opportunity to. I, I can't see brands being as mercenary out the back end of this, certainly in the, in a short term. I think there's definitely a huge halo effect around the brands that people appreciate have their customers backs um, and a bit and a, and a generally built out of 
some some kind of authenticity, like you said before, Mandy, about mm. being credible and authentic, but also they're there to serve a community, whether that be a local one or whether it be, you know, a, a demographic or whether it be everybody. I think the brands that are, you know, evidently in that space are the ones that will prosper after it. I think, you know, it will engender a lot of loyalty in the right kind of brands and possibly mm. a lot of, um, uh, you know, questioning of, uh, of brands that perhaps are, are a bit more shallow and a bit more mercenary. Um, and yeah, t- that, that could potentially be a cultural, you know, benefit and positive that comes out the back of this. Um, I mean, you don't know. It might go the other way around, but hopefully um, we'll see that trend continue. Cool. Okay. Well, um, thanks very I- much for joining me today, guys. Um, thanks for having and- us. Is there anything else you're going to add there, Stephen? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, you know, we're a week in and goodness knows we've been talking about resilience and stuff like that. But um, I, I've just been thinking, you know, with my team, we do a lot of work in, in B2B marketing. And, you know, you, I just think the whole uh, premise of the industry around events and travel mm. is just going to change so radically. Yeah. Because yeah. If, if we are facing 12 weeks of working in virtual environments, then... Um, you know, we're getting comfortable with using video conferencing and such like, and I think we're going to see some fundamental shifts in human behavior um, mm. that will, you know, rip right the way through different, so many different aspects of, of both business, but also society. You know, um, yeah, for, for, for a start, you know, we've been talking so much about working virtually, you know, what is going to be the point of, of having a, a massive office space? Yeah, you, maybe you need an office space to, you know, to, to, get people together but the 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 real estate industry is going to be surely changed forever after this absolutely anyway sorry yeah sorry it's fine don't worry don't worry to be honest i could chat all day um so um you know you guys have been fantastic um thanks so much for your contributions today um obviously this is the first fresh meat crisis edition so apologies for any differences to audio to what you usually expect. Um, not just Julian's uh, dulcet tones, but also, um, you know, the uh, the studio quality sound. Um, but hopefully it lends a bit of authenticity to this. Um, so thanks, Mandy, John, Stephen, for, for joining today. And um, yeah, we'll keep the conversation going on social media. We'll hopefully get this podcast out over the next few days and we'll have a bunch of other crisis-related subjects um, coming up. Um, in case you haven't had your fill of of coronavirus news. So that was Fresh Meat. Thank you very much. (laughs) 